When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For everything, for everything indie, for everything cults, it's the Blue Horseshoe now. Here's your host, George Bremer and Ryan Hickey. And welcome in to another edition of the Blue Horseshoe Podcast. Ryan Hickey and George Bremer here with you. It is our preview pod, Eagles taking on the Colts. Here the Colts right now on a one-game winning streak. We'll call with the winningest head coach in NFL history. Jeff Saturday looks at his first uh, win at home and also look to go to 2-0 uh, in his very short head coaching career and a lot to break down. Elliot Shore Parks of the Go Birds podcast will join us here. He's going to go behind any line, take us through how Philly's reacting to their first loss of the season. That came on Monday night to the Commanders. If there's a weak point this Colts offense could exploit, it could be the run game. George, maybe run the damn ball. Could be back. We'll talk about that here in a second. If there's any sort of advantage, whether it's on the Colts side or the Eagles side when it comes to familiarity with head coach Nick Sirianni he makes his return uh, after leaving the Colts to become the Eagles head coach after the 2020 season. And of course, we will give you our game picks as well. So a very loaded preview pod here. So George, let's start with uh, with this aspect is run the damn ball back. We put it to bed. We buried it about a month ago, six weeks ago. Is it back? Has it risen from the dead? It appears to be. Uh, I think it's not a big surprise when you when you hire a former offensive lineman that that's going to be his mindset. Uh, and I think honestly, you know, when when you look at that Monday night game that Philadelphia just played uh, and the way that Washington beat them, it was you know controlling the clock, running the ball. I think forty odd times they only averaged about three yards per carry, but they stuck with it. Uh, they milked that clock. They kept Jalen Hurts on the sideline. And Nick Sirianni said this week when he talked to, to Indy Media, they expect to see that from everybody. I mean, that it's a copycat league. Uh, that's what you try to do to quote unquote explosive offenses. And, you know, Colts, I don't know if there's any surprise on, on Philly's part that that's going to be the Colts plan this year or this week. And, and I don't think I don't why they would try any other plan, you know? Right. Especially when, you know, Philly's missing their, their big guy and the run stuff from the middle and Jordan Davis is on IR, which is, you know, again, for this Colts team that, is just trying to kind of get their legs back on the offensive line. It's a huge boost for them. And like you said, I mean, I think the commanders on Monday night, if you watch that game, they had the perfect outline. Now, obviously, they got a little lucky with some of the turnovers, but in terms of offensively, playing ball control offense, keeping this explosive Eagles offense on the sideline, especially in the first half. We'll get to this a little bit later on, George, but the Eagles' disparity in terms of their point scoring the first half, the second half, if you were able to limit them in the first half, this offense is nowhere near as explosive as dangerous. Come uh, come after halftime. So if you're the coach, especially in the first half, like you mentioned, you got to get back to running the ball, running the ball a lot, especially to coming off that game. You rushed over 200 yards against the Raiders and play by far the best game of the season, both run run blocking and pass blocking. You got to see if you can capitalize off of that against right now what is a banged up defensive line for the Eagles. And their one vulnerability so far as a team has been their run defense, where offensively they're they're really good defensively, especially against the pass, they're really good, but. The one area you can kind of point to, and we saw it on Monday night, is them trying to stop the run. They've had a lot of issues that recently. That has to be an area the Colts exploit on Sunday. Yeah, and one thing the Colts absolutely don't want to do is get in a shootout with this team. And the Eagles are the third highest scoring team 
in the NFL. They they don't want this game in the upper twenties. No. They definitely don't want it in the thirties. And that means, you know, controlling the line of scrimmage, controlling the clock, controlling that football. Uh, I think it all comes down to what it's come down to all year. The offensive line, you know, like you said, they're coming off their best game of the year by far. Uh, how much of that had to do with, with any changes in personnel, how much of it had to do with any changes that, that just Saturday brought in. Uh, we'll find out on Sunday, whether it's, whether it's lasting or, or whether it was just a, 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 vir- a mirage out there in the desert. Uh, <laughs> we will see, you know, pretty quickly. Uh, but I think that that's, you know, all year long, we've said if the offensive line plays well, this team can turn things around. You know, even at the worst points, we pointed to that group and said, look, if they come out and do their job, there's a lot of other things to like about this football team. Jonathan Taylor's healthy. That's a huge, huge yes. boost. Uh, I think Paris Campbell's come on. He might be the most effective receiver right now on the, on the roster. You got Michael Pittman still drawing double teams and making plays and, and recovering fumbles and running all over the field and being a madman. Uh, you know, Alec Pierce had a quiet game Sunday, but he's definitely been a very good, strong rookie uh, and somebody that they're going to rely on. And I think the tight ends have each kind of taken a turn having good games. Kylan Granson had the hot hand Sunday, but, you know, Jelani Woods, if they get him back and, and Mo Ali Cox are a big part of this. Really, you look at that offense, there's a lot to like when the offensive line does its job. They did on Sunday. I don't know if there's any coincidence that it was the best offensive day that, that the Colts have had all year. And now the big question this Sunday is, can they go out there and impose their will against the Eagles? Because that's that's what's going to give the Colts a chance to win this game. And that's why I'm so excited for this matchup, George, is because you're right. We, we talked all week, whether it's a post-game pod or whether it's the midweek pod, this week uh, specifically, about how much can we truly take from Sunday's game against the Raiders? Because you watch that game, the Raiders just, they showed you right there. They're a total mess. So they're one of the few teams that's in a, in a worse spot right now than the Colts are. So it's like, how much can we really take from that run game? That's why I'm so excited for this week um, to see how they match up against the Eagles. Because you're right, this team going forward, if they're going to have any success in the future here, it's going to be predicated on having an offensive line that, again, is able to run the ball and is able to pass prote- uh, pass protect well. That's two areas they have really struggled in so far this season. They've been super inconsistent on. So honestly, I don't really care how this game goes from a scoreboard perspective. Like if, if the Colts lose the game or if they win the game, right? To me, as long as they're able to, if you can establish the run, get Matt Ryan sometime. I don't care if Matt Ryan is awful and throws four picks. I don't care if they lose 42-21, but the, the offensive line establishes a, a dominance in the trenches. Like I think if you could just take out of this game going forward here that, hey, the offensive line, they are starting to you know stack good games on top of good games. You can kind of see the impact Jeff Saturday is having in a season that, again, is for the most part lost at 4-5-1. and one, I mean, that's the biggest area we can call the rest of the year a win is if we can feel good again about this offense line going forward. And that starts on Sunday with, again, a really good test against a banged up but still talented and tough Eagles defense. Yeah, and, and I think two of the areas that you're looking at right now are, are left tackle and right guard as it's been all year. Bernard Raymond came in, did a pretty good job on Sunday. You know, it's Chandler Jones hasn't been that guy this year. He hasn't been what the Raiders had hoped that he would be, but Raymond didn't let him get right. He didn't, you know, let him break out and, and have that big game that, that he is capable of. And Will Fries, especially in the run game, did a really good job on Sunday. I think he had a, a big part of, of opening up these holes and, and getting this run game rolling. Uh, if those two guys can, can solidify those spots and give you some confidence about the offensive line moving forward, like you said, that might be the most important thing that happens over these last seven games, regardless of wins and losses and, and what happens on the scoreboard. 
if you feel like Bernard Raymond and, and Will Fries are the answers at left tackle and right guard, uh, that could be the biggest thing that could happen for this football team. Absolutely. And look, even with the, the banged up interior for the Eagles defensive line, you know, they did sign Linval Joseph on Thursday and was, uh, or on Wednesday and they signed Dominican Sue on Thursday. We'll ask Elliot Shore Parks and he joins us, George. I doubt either will play. And if they do, it's going to be extremely minimal snap. So you would think their impact's not going to be that dramatic on Sunday. But again, you still have Brandon Graham, you still have Fletcher Cox. Like there's still two really imposing defensive players on that line that the Colts are going to have their hands full. And again, if you can win that battle, I don't care what the record like. They could lose every game the rest of the year, but if they can continue to win up front and have and win the line of scrimmage, again, we both think there's going to be a new, or at least I think there's going to be a new quarterback this time next year. So if you can at least give them confidence, whoever they take, that hey, this offense line is back to being the offense line that we know they can block and kind of maul people. I think you're feeling pretty good heading to 2023. Another interesting part, George. Another reason why running the ball is going to be so important in this matchup is because you look at the Eagles. I think it's fair to say so far through through 10 weeks, they're front runners. They are a team that gets out to an early, they dominate the first half, and then kind of take it easy, kind of go on cruise control and just kind of take their foot off the gas in the second half. I mean, you look at the, the numbers, it's kind of like the Colts, but opposite. The Eagles right now are first in the NFL in terms of uh, first half points. They're averaging just under 20 points per, uh, points per uh, first half so far this season. Look at the second half, just 7.9. So basically, it's almost a two-touchdown difference there between the first half where they're explosive and the second half where they kind of just kind of meander around. It's another key why if you can run the ball, play ball control like we saw the commanders do in the first half and keep that Eagles offense off the field, you put yourself in a really good position in the second half to win this game. Yeah, limit those first half possessions. I think that's going to be the most critical element of this game. Don't give them a lot of plays in, in that first half. Don't let them get chances to be on the field. Uh, even in that Washington game, really one of the touchdowns they scored was a really short field after the fumble recovery That's right. in the first half. You know, So you don't want to do that. you got to take care of the football. And the Colts have not done that all year. They've got to take care of the football on Sunday because you can't give extra possessions to this team. That's absolutely suicide. Uh, and, and then they've got to get takeaways. I think that's the other big part of this uh, that Washington was able to do. The, the Eagles came into that game. They're still number one in the league. Uh, and, and fewest turnovers, but they came into that game with only three turno turnovers and they gave it up four times. Now the last one was on that, you know, goofy right lateral, lateral play, but even the three previous turnovers, which one was aided by a, a missed face mask. That was very uncharacteristic for the Eagles. They don't do that. That's not who they are. Uh, and I think the Colts don't take it away. So I, that to me is going to be another real critical element here. Philadelphia has not turned it all over year, turn it over all year. The Colts have not taken it away all year. Washington won that game in large part because of fluke four turnovers. The Colts don't need four, but they're going to have to get one. They're going to have to get one big game-changing turnover at some point in this game. Could you imagine that, George, watching a team that turned the ball over three times through their first eight games of the year? <laughs> we watch this team and it's fumbles and interceptions. Like There's three a game on average for the most part. Imagine that for the entire first half of the year. That's but you're 100 right. Like it, it just it shows you that the Eagles play really clean football, and part of the reason why they got off that eight zero start was that they get out ahead, they play you know really good offense, and kind of they punch, they like kind of like a bully. At least that's what you know maybe a good comparison is where they kind of get the first punch, kind of push around. But if you're able to kind of ward it off, and if you're able to fight back again, this second half team they're not one of those those teams that really kind of scares you, or they haven't been able to kind of show you consistently make the big play in the fourth quarter winning game. We haven't really seen that. I mean, on Monday night, they had three drives in a row where they could have, you know, driven to take the lead or tie the game. 
and they had two turnovers and a punt, and they went three and out. Before that, you know, that final sequence, they just had the lateral with, like, one play left to try to, you know, uh, have a Hail Mary happen. So it's like you saw in a situation in the fourth quarter, the Eagles had an opportunity to win the game multiple times because the commanders, the commanders could not put the game away, and they failed. They failed. Now, again, fluky with his face mask, another fluke where you got a guy wide open. He falls down, gets up, gets the ball, gets punched from behind. So is that sustainable going forward, especially in this game? I would say no. But also at the same time, with how stout this Colts defense has been, and again, outside of really the commander's game, when you've needed them to get a stop at the end, they have come through um, almost every single time. You got to feel good if you were in the second half of a one-score game here that the Colts have shown you multiple times they were able to come back. And this defense has shown you, or at least offensively, they show you they can come back. And then defensively, they show you when you need a stop, for the most part, they'll get one for you. Yeah, I think one of the big things that, that defensively the Colts have got to do is, is find a, a good way to replace Quiddy Pay in this game. Uh, he's been so huge in the run defense in particular, and that's where it's got to start. You know what I mean? They, they've got to they've got to stop the run first and foremost. Uh, you can't give up the big plays, the big explosive plays to this offense. Obviously, a lot of those come on the ground, and you've got to make sure that that you're containing uh, Jalen Hurts, but also Miles Sanders. You know, if they do decide to go to him, they've kind of gotten away from him at times this year. We want to encourage them to get away from him on Sunday, I'm sure. Uh, and, and that means stopping the run early. And then the, the other part of that is, you know, the Russian cover going in tandem uh, there, keeping Jalen Hurts in the pocket on these pass plays so he can't run around and, and give guys more time to get open. And then what they've done well all year is kind of keep that shell on the secondary and not give up that really big pass over the top. Uh, when I've seen the Eagles get big passing plays, that's usually where it is. I mean, it, Usually it's hurts breaking containment and giving those receivers some time to get deep. And they just uses that strong arm and throws it past the defense and they get AJ Brown or Quez Watkins or whoever it is uh, behind that defense. And they get big plays. The Colts have got to limit that, you know, not only keep them off the field, but they are on the field, stop the run, especially early in the game and don't let anybody get behind you. Let me ask you this because it- I think on both sides, you could say the key is for the Colts and Eagles, like establish the run, right? Because now if you're looking at a Philly team, they're missing Dallas Scottert. They're, you know, a uh, very important tight end who's both great, kind of in the, a better pass catcher than Jack Doyle, but he's so important in the run game for them that he, that's almost like a sixth offensive line when they're missing. And he's, you know, great in terms of Mr. Reliable, a lot of touchdown uh, receptions as well. It's a big loss from AJ Brown rolled his ankle and didn't look the same whatsoever, especially on Monday night. Let me ask you this. Who is it more important for? Is it more important for the Colts to establish the run or is it more important for the Colts defense to stop the run? Like which area do you think has to do a better job on Sunday if this team's going to win? I think it's more important for the defense to stop the run uh, for the simple fact that the Colts have shown offensively they can win ugly, sloppy games. I think if it's nine to six, they're going to be a much more comfortable football team than Philadelphia would in that situation. Uh, So I think it's more important for them to stop the run drag this game down into the mud the way Jacksonville did for years against the Colts, you know, take, take the, the offensive talent advantage away, drag the game into the mud, make it really tough going, make them play your style, you know, make them play an ugly sloppy football game uh, and see if they can, they can fight it out. And, and I think that's where if the defense can stop the run and they can limit those deep throws, then Philadelphia is going to be in a kind of slug fight that they haven't really been in a lot this year. I'm with you, actually. I hate to agree, but I'm 100% with you because you look at this game. Like, I trust if it comes down to a, a, a quarterback, you know, situation where you got to rely on the right arm of quarterback to win the game. Honestly, I feel better at Matt Ryan. Like, if you were able to take away the offense or the running game for the Eagles, 
and you limit Miles Sanders, and you even take away Jalen Hurts' legs, which, by the way, the last month, they've not been – he's not run as much as he has in the first, let's say, six weeks of the season. They've cut that back, whether it's by design or just kind of whether, you know, you know, because the rush lanes are not there. But either way, he's running less. And so if you're able to limit him and Miles Sanders, this offense, even with all the weapons they have on the outside with Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown, it's just like it's still a run-first team. And you mentioned before, like, they're predicated on – running the ball and then the play action pass taking you over the top. And that's where they really beat you for those big gains and, and, you know, open up the field deep. If you were able to keep everything in front of you, kind of like Washington did, I don't really trust Jalen Hurts to, to throw, throw 40, 45 times to win the game. Especially again, when you're not, you don't have Dallas Goddard and you have AJ Brown who, who says he's going to be healthy. Uh, but again, he twisted that ankle pretty early on in that commanders game on Monday night and didn't have another catch. He, he was gone. So if you're missing two valuable weapons already, if you were able to limit that run game, I'm with you. I, I feel really good about how this Colts defense is played, and I feel really good about this Colts secondary stopping an aerial attack from Philly if they have to throw the ball 40, 40, uh, 45 times a game compared to right now with the Colts and Matt Ryan. I mean, that's the key. You know, I mean, that, that's ult- ultimately that's what they've got to do. Uh, get them in a situation where they do have to throw the ball more than they necessarily want to with Jalen Hurts and take away that deep ball. If they do those things, they got, they got a chance to stay in the game. Uh, and then if you add a, a good running game on top of that, that's the Colts' formula against anybody this year. I mean, you hear coaches right. all the time talk about doesn't matter who's on the other side. We got to take care of us. We got to execute what we want to do. I think ultimately that's what the Colts want to do. Run the ball, put Matt Ryan in, in good situations to throw it, uh, let him take advantage when those situations present themselves, and then play good defense. And I, and I think that's that doesn't change against Philadelphia. If anything – all three of those areas are highlighted with this week. I think they're all uh, extremely critical in, in any chance you have to, to steal a victory here. And I don't know about you. I feel like this is we're gonna have a big Michael Pittman Jr. game this week. Last week she got a few targets, but you know it was it was Paris Campbell with a few big catches and especially that you know thirty five yard touchdown that eventually being the game winner. Him and Kylan Grant were the two stars of the passing game, if you will, Sunday in Vegas. With this, where again, if you're able to establish a run it, but it feels like you, you know, with this Colts offense, we know is not explosive, right? They got the big 66 yard touchdown with Jonathan Taylor on Sunday, but that that was more an anomaly. That's more a one off than, let's say, you know, or exception, let's say, more than the rule. So you still think if the Colts are going to score some points here, it's still going to be on long drives, 10, 12 play drives. You're going to be facing third down, third and seven, third and six. This equal secondary is good. They're opportunistic as well. So that's a, where you're going to need a big physical receiver, Michael Pittman Jr., shield off. You know, Eagles defensive backs kind of use those strong hands and maybe even break a tackle two to get a few first downs. This feels like a game where he'll kind of be back in the forefront after we thought what would happen last week in Vegas because he's, you know, Matt Ryan's favorite target. But I think this is a game where he'll kind of, we'll say, bounce back and have a, you know, double digit catch effort, probably over 100 yards. At least that's what I would assume. Yeah, I think you're underwriting uh, Matt Ryan's wheels right now. I mean, obviously he's, that's he's such a mobile, <laughs> you know, running quarterback, but. Aside from that, no, I, you know, I, 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 it's gonna be interesting to watch how defenses change the way they they're playing Michael Pittman, uh, because Matt Ryan was so reliant on him early. They were double teaming him when when Ryan was out there, and I think they were trying the same thing when Sam Ellinger was there because they were trying to take away what could be a security blanket for him. Uh, but Paris Campbell, really, the last month, month and a half, has really stepped forward and made a lot of plays, and I, and he's starting to make defenses pay for for over, uh, you know, shifting towards towards Pittman. I think it's going to be interesting to see Philadelphia has got a lot of good players in that secondary. They might play Pittman more true, you know, man up than, than we've seen uh, in the last few weeks. They, they, they just put Darius Slay on him and, and you know, try to let things go that way. 
Uh, and I think that plays into the Colts' hands. I think that's what they've been trying to do is get Pittman in more of these one-on-one type of, of opportunities uh, that he just hasn't seen really since about week three uh, because Matt Ryan was, was so heavy going to him uh, you know, early in the year. So uh, that's another element, I think, it was part of the chess match uh, that will be fun to see how that plays out. I'd love to know the odds, the over-under odds, or, or what the uh, numbers are like for Matt Ryan more rushing yards than Jalen Hurts on Sunday. We got to <laughs> let him loose. Get him sleep. Third and seven. I think we got to break out the zone read there. Pull it and have him, you know. Listen, Peyton Manning, once in a while, he wouldn't be shy to, to pull it on his own and, you know, sneak around the back end for like 10, 12 yards. And I'd be like, once every three years. I don't know if, you know, twice in two weeks here we'll cut your defense off guard, but Matty Wheels is – he he showed something, and also again, he's not afraid to kind of cut up the field too, instead of just running out of bounds. Second longest run of the year by by a Colt this year, so I mean, it, you know, it was a pretty big play. Thank uh, it was funny because Taylor sixty six yarder, huh? But you you can't have <laughs> Matt Ryan. And like if it was for that, you can't have Matt Ryan be the the leading rusher in terms of longest run of the year. <laughs> no, Holy no, you cow. can't. No, but you know, it, it'll be fun to see. I, I think. Obviously, Philadelphia is not going to be very wary of his running ability, uh, but they are going to be weary of, of Jonathan Taylor. And I think for the first time this year, the Colts put on tape the offense that, that they want to show. And it'll be interesting Good to point. see how Philadelphia reacts to that, you know, because they do. Coming in, Philadelphia is going to expect a heavy dose of Jonathan Taylor. They're expecting a healthy Jonathan Taylor. They're probably expecting an offensive line that can actually block and, and give him a chance. Uh, but they're also expecting a quarterback who can make plays with his arm. And I think they're the first team all year who's had to watch that on tape and prepare for it in the week leading up to the game. You're 100% right. It's a good point, too, is we finally saw this Colts offense was built to look like. And now, like you said, with that on film, it finally gives defenses and other teams an accurate depiction of what the Colts are trying to accomplish. And now this is for the first time really this year, as sad as it is, we're sitting here in week 11, the Colts are going to have to try to combat that and actually be able to replicate a good offensive performance two games in a row which something they have not been able to do the good news is up until last week the Colts have not put two good halves together back to back so at least they were able to check that off now we'll see if they can put two good games together we will talk a little bit Nick Sirianni's reunion come back to Indy does either team have an advantage with some of the familiarity or really lack thereof now with kind of uh from the Colts side and Nick Sirianni side there's a lot of Faces have changed by the time, uh, you know, since he's left there, that's for sure. But when we do return here on the Blue Horseshoe Pod, Elliot Shore Parks of the Go Birds podcast will join us to go behind enemy lines, get a good feel for this Eagles team. 